We know that Christ, being raised from the dead, will never die again. Death no longer has dominion over him. Romans chapter 6, verse 9. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. Our Lord is a mighty warrior. That's from what we heard from the Song of Moses. A warrior shepherd. We've... um, The mystery of Christ's death and resurrection is so deep and so multifaceted that we need the entire Old Testament to give us angles of what's happening. That's why we had all those scripture readings to unpack that it's sort of like a man being swallowed by a whale in the abyss, right? It's sort of like a man who had to sacrifice, was called to sacrifice his son. These were all pictures of the great mystery of the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. I want to use one more word picture to try and uh, get across one teaching point this evening um, about how mightily Christ has destroyed death. So I want you to, first of all, think of what you know of death from your own life. All the hospice beds, the IV drips, the gravesides, all of it. And I want in your imagination to personify for a moment death as a horrible lion like a ferocious lion, a a big, really scary lion. (laughs) Kind of picture that that's death, and we're the sheep, right? We're sheep, and the lion is just constantly, since the beginning of mankind, picking off sheep one by one, right? Death, we live in this perpetual fear of death. It could strike at any moment. It's crippled so much of what we love and hold dear. And in these last days, there comes a shepherd, a shepherd who stands in the gap, gets in the way of the lion's approach to the sheep and offers himself to the lion and says, take me instead. And the lion swallows up the shepherd whole. And for a moment, a brief moment, Holy Saturday, the sheep are bereft. Where is the protector? Where is the shepherd? But then the lion, something seems to be not quite right with him, and and his teeth get punched out. (laughs) And the shepherd cries his way out of the lion's jaws and he takes his cross like it was a sword and just crashes it on top of the lion and there's this sort of explosion of dust and light and when the dust settles and it's clear the lion has been transformed into this very tame house cat and the shepherd is back to be with his people forever a picture of what our Lord did on the cross. Where, O death, is your victory? Where, O death, is your sting? Paul's mocking death, right? Death has been made tame. What once was the scourge of our lives has been transformed. It hasn't ceased to exist, right? We're still gonna die. But its teeth have been punched out and it's been made tame. Death has been destroyed. The great Anglican priest poet, George Herbert, has a poem called Death. I won't read it to you because it. It's one of those old ones you kind of got to read a few times to make sense of it. But there's one great line in there. It's this idea that for Christians, dying is no more difficult than falling asleep. And it ends with the line, we could easily make our pillow out of down or dust. And, you know, this is, of course, the New Testament language for dying, falling asleep. And for a long time, I thought that was like a euphemism, like the way people say kick the bucket or something. Um, It's not a euphemism. It's a theological claim. It's just falling asleep. It's just falling asleep. Death has been conquered. Um, Which means that all those that we've lost to death, 
Um, this Easter is especially poignant for me. I don't know many of you know my story. Tomorrow will be my mum's birthday. All those who we've lost to death, they haven't ceased to exist, although their bodies are in the ground. They've been pulled out of the belly of the lion. The Lord has brought them into his own loving presence. That's the great promise of Scripture. To be absent from the body is to be present from the Lord. We no longer need to fear death. Um, Jesus says, now all you need to fear is God. Right? Don't fear the one who could destroy your body. Fear the one who could cast your soul into hell. So, but for all of us, and this is, what, again, what we heard through all those great prayers that we've kind of stacked up this evening. For those of us who have repented of the sins that we're conscious of, there is no fear of God either, right? Because part of the sacrifice of Christ is not just conquering death, it's paying the guilt of sin. We don't have to be afraid, even before the God who is our judge. For those of us who've been baptized, we've actually already been united to his death. That's the great truth of Romans chapter 6, right? You who have been baptized have been baptized into Christ, been baptized into his death, which means that although it sounds kind of mystical, each of you and, I, and, and all of you, you've all been baptized, each of you has already died. You've already died. Right? It's weird because here we are still living. There's a great story from one of the Desert Fathers, uh, Abu Makaris. He was silent in this exchange where all these people were talking back and forth. And they said, Adam McCarris, why aren't you talking? He says, dead men don't speak. It's not my fault I'm still here. <laughs> and I love that sort of like dispassionate um, spirit. But um, we've actually already died. Right? When we were baptized, we joined Christ in his death. And our immortal life has already begun. Right? We sort of sometimes wrongly think that when we die, then eternal life begins. Eternal life began the day you were baptized. Right? So when we die, dying is painful or in most cases. But the actual moment of death, it will be as simple and as easy as blinking an eye and opening it again and we'll see the Lord face to face. Right? That's just a falling asleep. It's just a, a tiny step forward in the same direction we've already been on thanks to his mercy. Our death has already happened. We don't need to fear our bodily deaths um, when they come, our life will continue all because our great shepherd kicked death's butt <laughs> tonight. He paid the debt of our sins. He conquered death on the cross. All praise to our glorious and risen Lord. Risen Lord. The uh, La early Latin church had this phrase they used to love to say. Um, I don't know how to pronounce the Latin, so I'll just say it in English. But the victim has conquered that's the great wonder. That's why we still have crosses as our decorations throughout all of our Christian life, not just on Good Friday and Easter, because the victim, the one who was the sacrificial offering, has conquered. Right? Usually we think of the victim as the one defeated, but of course in this case the victim is the one who has conquered, conquered Satan, conquered death, so that we could have his eternal life now and forever. Amen.